Warning, ahead, sexy themes and saucy lingo. Trigger warnings include reference to domestic violence and homophobic language. Please check the show notes for details and specific timings. And welcome to today's miscellany of masturbation, Mm -hmm. which I did not need any help uh, remembering. (laughs) So our guest today, Matt, you are a burlesque drag cabaret performer compare singer is would you say that producer very importantly yes all of these things and less um (laughs) yes (laughs) all of these things and less and more (laughs) um amazing and uh and we're so excited to have you here to talk about our topic today yeah um your name also begins with m so you just (gasps) oh yeah that's actually fitting so perfect it's in perfectly oh my goodness okay um but before we go on to our topic yes shall we discuss our words of the week yes Okay, would you well, like... I, I was going to say well-volunteered, but I'll go first. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, my word of the week, um, just mindfulness. Oh. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've had a really, really busy and frenetic week mm-hmm. with um, not a lot of time spent on downtime or mental downtime. Maybe mm-hmm. it's mental downtime. Maybe mm-hmm. that's quite a good word as well. Good yeah, phrase, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Just mindfulness and meditation and all those things are things that I am absolutely utterly shit at. Right. And yet I know that my life would be much better if I was able to do them. Um, mm-hmm. I am a really, really hyper emotional person, and so um, lots of things affect me really easily. Mm-hmm. Um, just very sensitive, and so um, if uh, I, I learned how to be less reactive to stuff mm-hmm. through things like that, that kind of practice, then maybe I think my life could be better. But um, I didn't mean my life is terrible. I just mean that my perspective on my life is often pretty Yeah, low. yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, anyway, mindfulness is something yeah. that I'm trying to do more of. I started, so this week I've started doing tons and tons of yoga. Well so, done. Um, maybe halfway through the episode, I'll just get up and do a down dog for a <laughs> minute just, or so and then carry on. Just sorry, yeah. mindfulness time. Let's yeah, just mindfulness time. Yeah. We, maybe we should just leave like a gap in, in recording just yeah. like just like a just pause for everyone here listening to be mindful yeah, in this time yeah, 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 yeah. I like that yeah, let's give, give mindfulness nice. time yeah. Um, yeah actually there's a there's a, a friend of the podcast our friend Suki has a podcast mm. which is all about a, she does mindful meditations in it so maybe I'll link to that yeah, yeah. Um, meditation as well mindful meditation mental love it yeah um, and Matt would you like to say what your M word of the week is I'd say my M word is marriage. Oh, okay. So I have been married three times to the same man. Mm. Um, And we had our 17th wedding anniversary last month. Oh, wow. Um, Congratulations. So it's still very much in my mind. Yeah, of course. Um, Yeah, we we had a hand fasting, a pagan celebration. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Then we had a civil partnership. Yeah, yeah. And then we upgraded to a marriage certificate. Um, <laughs> yeah. When, so when the, economy, the, then economy plus, then, then first class. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Although well, yeah. we spent less each time. So, you know, right. it, was, it was... Oh, that's interesting. I like that. returns in a way. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, yeah. if you say it's like, like the first one is, is a, a certain level of investment and then you add a little bit more each time. So, you know. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's lovely. 17 years. 17 years. Wow. Yeah, we've been together 20 years, so, you know. Because when you first started, I, I, I thought, I was, I was inferring that you'd, you'd been 
you you did one marriage and then yeah. it stopped and there was a break and then you did another. I thought you did like, Elizabeth you Taylor and, yeah. oh, and no, Richard exactly. Madison. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. yeah. Married no. three men, all men, all called Keith. You know. Yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, that's so Brilliant. lovely. I, I just like that. Seventeen years is is so long to be married. I I know very few people who've been married as much as five years ago just like, and you've just reminded like... me that my wedding anniversary is in 16 days after this recording so I need to uh, get a move on and order what my wants relevant to you too I love yeah, that absolutely. Yeah, very relevant thanks well, for the reminder that is lovely I love that celebrate long lasting love indeed <laughs> well I think for, for my uh, for our 10th anniversary mm-hmm. what we want to do is have because um, we, we loved our, our wedding it was so it was such mm-hmm. a great time but I, I feel like I spent all my time organising it and being like the kind of person running around like a headless chicken on the day yeah um, so we're going to do a, not a redo but we're going to do like a, a 10 year um, oh. invite everyone to a castle thing again maybe spend slightly less money and maybe just have like a you know one I love like, whatever but some sort of thing where maybe people can we'll just order pizza in or something so we I don't spend that. loads of money on I love that else. yeah but just rent yeah. the castle out and something like it could that. be like your stag do but in a castle exactly with loads of games exactly yeah yes amazing murder mystery murder mystery, Ooh, murder mystery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. M is for murder M mystery is <laughs> <laughs> sexy murder I mystery love it <laughs> <Time> <laughs> the future okay love what's it. your word of the week okay so my M word of the week is Moulin Rouge Ooh. okay so uh, you and I Raphael yes. went to see Moulin Rouge with our respective partners mm-hmm. um, at uh, the theatre Piccadilly um, Theatre the Piccadilly yeah. Theatre yeah mm-hmm. so not the film the no. play, the, the, the musical. musical production. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great. I really enjoyed it. But there were some, I mean, but we spent ages like analysing it afterwards. And yes. after we said goodbye, I continued to analyse it <laughs> loudly on the train. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I forgot to say um, with you, mm. um, to you and your husband was, and I, okay, when I first saw the film, I was convinced that Toulouse Lautrec, the character, was in love with Christian. Absolutely convinced. And I feel like that's a really obvious subtext that's going on um and my partner said that as well because because he said that and I was like yes I always thought that too I thought I was the only one and um and then in the musical production we saw they made it very clear that their telling of it was that Toulouse Lautrec was in love with um Satine yes um and I just well that annoyed me because I think he's in love with Christian um but I just wondered I mean I I know obviously I know you've seen it Raphael I don't know if you've seen it Matt you Mm -hmm. haven't seen it okay well I wonder what your... Did you ever get that reading when you watched the film? Or is that just me? Um, I don't know. I, I think probably I didn't really... Uh, I don't know. I think, I think the first time I watched the film, I was probably very much buried in my own problems with masculinity yeah. that I didn't really... Mm-hmm. Or, or heterosexuality or heterosexuality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't really... I think I was not picking up on cues... Sure, yeah, as yeah, yeah. As well as I could have been, potentially. Yeah. And also, I've seen it quite a few times since, and I... I think once you've, you know, the first viewing is the one that like cements your that, opinion like, of it. Tells you so, what you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, so I don't know, but um, now that you said that, I kind of feel like I have to go back and watch it. And well, yeah, see. I think I'd be really interested. And, and basically, I, I would like all of our listeners to rewatch it or watch it for the first time and tell us what you think because yeah. I'm I, like literally I just because it literally opens with Toulouse Trek singing there was a boy a very strange and special boy and then goes on to tell the story of Christian and Satine so who on earth is that boy he's talking about and then I remember talking to someone and they were like oh it's he's not Satine is it <laughs> exactly and then they were like oh he's he's singing about himself he's singing about himself and I'm like why the film isn't about him the film is about Christian telling the story of his love of Satine and then it makes Christian seem a little less indulgent. I hate Christian. It makes well, Christian yeah. a little less indulgent. Yeah. Because, um, because it's like almost like 
it's the story of his love for Satine through Toulouse Lautrec's eyes, who's in love with him. Anyway, right, right, I just think right. that's a much better reading of it. Anyway, well, I think that is a much again. better reading of it. Yeah. Do you know what? There's been a bit of a, a, a spat. Um, I know, good word, hey? Um, of these, this kind of like, what I'm going to call gay erasure in mm-hmm. theatre mm-hmm. recently. Um, because you're, I mean, I'm, I believe you when you say that. Yeah, yeah. I need to, go, I need to sure. it, re- yeah, remind yeah. myself yeah. of that in the film. But uh-huh. yes, so when converting from that to musical, yeah. we lose that kind yeah. of, um, the sort of gay plot, yeah. if you like, the gay subplot. Yeah. Um, and I think, um, was it um, Cabaret? the Kit Kats yeah where I think I've heard something very similar happen well our friend um, Michael friend of the podcast yes. guest in Zed for Ziplas Fucks mm. said that that's what he had heard exactly um, however I actually I haven't heard this from any horse's mouth so to speak no yet just, I think I but feel like I'm it's something I've heard so yeah, I know I'm suspicious that there's a bit of a wave of it mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, we, we don't like if that. If you can corroborate any of this, listeners, please. Yeah. I would love to know. Or vociferously gonna... disagree, or, either or way. Disagree. I want to know <laughs> whether wanna, I need to yeah. get out of the picket, fe- yeah. picket fence. No, that's the wrong thing. Picket, picket line. Picket line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just need to put on my picket fence. <laughs> <Can I? laughs> These theatres are like, what are you doing? I'm just helping you build your cues in a more orderly way. Come on. <laughs> Picky face, bit of lawn. You know, yeah, lawn. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice. yeah. Brighten it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's oh, what the are missing. Anyway, wonderful. That's my thoughts on M. Yeah. Welcome to series two of an A to Z of Sex with Men, where I, Raphael, I, Jacinta, and for one time only, I, Matt. Hijack the heteronormative agenda. Illuminate the secrets of intimacy. Jumpstart the sexual dialogue. Knock on the door of kinky playtime. Laugh our way through liaison's doors. And meander through the sexual alphabet. Fabulous. Fabulous. Well, uh, the next fabulous thing I'm going to do is our film. Oh, yes. So, this episode is brought to you by the letter M. Yes, it is. And today, M is for... Masculinity. The tenor is trying to do the low... (laughs) (laughs) You might have the lowest voice here. Are you an alto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) In terms of vocal range. That's never happened to me in my life. (laughs) Um, I remember once, actually, my my dad and I, years ago, were singing um, Anything You Can Do, I Can Do Better. And then we were making up, like, um, verses. Mm -hmm. And um, so I... And he was like, Anything You Can Sing, I Can Sing Lower. And we were like, No, you're God. You're so good. (laughs) And then I I got to, like, You're so good. And he was like, okay, I think you actually can. <laughs> so, there we go. Um, <laughs> but anyway, as as per every week, we watch a film related to today's topic. And today the film is... The Boys in the Band. There we go. I was about to say Band of Brothers. Thank you. <laughs> I remembered there was band and then I got mixed up. <laughs> the Boys in the Band. So we're going to watch the trailer and then yes. let you know what we think. Indeed. Film. 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 Corner. So we've just watched the trailer for two of the the Boys in the Band films, both 1970 and 2020, 50 yes. years later. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Deliberate. Um, they both look great, but we have decided that our film that we will watch the whole thing of... Yes, is 2020 <laughs> version The Boys in the Band. Yes. Uh, because largely, I think... Um, it has Jeff Parsons and Zachary Quinto in it. But still, um, it also... 
just seem to appeal slightly more to sort of a modern sensibility take well, on it, well, I guess. It, it did feel like a trailer as well, whereas yeah. the yeah. Yeah. this one say, was a bit yeah. disjointed. Yeah. But it did have poodles. Yeah, they did yes. I like dogs I, a bit plenty. I yeah. like the topless cocktail waitress the topless line. Cocktail that was good. Yeah. Was good. Yeah. I feel like it does look like a great film, but I just fancy some like um, zingy production values. Yes. <laughs> I wanted some Netflix ka-ching Yeah, Netflix ka-ching That's yeah. the phrase. Um, what do we think? What did the trailer seem to tell us about masculinity? What are we expecting in terms of um, analysis of masculinity? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was the line that was in both yes. of the trailers that really stood out, mm-hmm. which was uh, something about, I uh, don't mind what people do as long as they don't do it in public. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is very much the, the, the homophobia of, mm-hmm. you know, keep it in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't want to see it, which mm-hmm. is, you know, kind of toxic masculinity. Yes, definitely. And actually the character that said that, again, in both, both trailers, seemed to be the most kind of quintessentially masculine of the characters yes and it he does seem to be the one possibly affected most by toxic masculinity mm. but i guess we'll see how that um emerges but also i suppose um quintessentially masculine is a very interesting choice because actually that you, you what you i think you're picking up on there is almost the sort of slightly more james bond masculine yeah uh, yeah, rather yeah, yeah. than lager swilling like lads 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 rugby football blah, yes, blah, blah yes, culture, which yeah, is a yeah. different flavor of masculinity yeah again. yeah and i didn't see that in no, these films. What no. we did no. see is the kind of more upper class or Interesting, upper middle yeah. class, whatever, um, take on masculinity, which is the, the well-dressed, shirt-wearing yeah. um, guy who's got investments and a home and a wife and two kids and a poodle, apparently. <laughs> I don't know where this poodle comes in. I don't know in. where the poodle is, but it's there. <laughs> if there's not a poodle in the Netflix one, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to get annoyed, yeah. <laughs> I, I was back, to start be... again, yeah. watching the 1971 now. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see what else that that yeah. brings up when we watch the film. Join us later for that. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to a bit more now in depth. Yes, on, please. Uh, masculinity. Yeah. Um, Matt, did you want? What, what what would you like to say about masculinity? What did you when, when, when posed with ex- the word masculinity? Where did you go with it? Uh, so the first thing I thought of was uh, femophobia. Ooh. Okay. Um, Certainly in the gay community, there is a real feeling that uh, you have to be masculine presenting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And there is, um, I mean, there's the awful line that you see on dating apps. No fats, no femmes, no Asians, which is the perfect trifecta of body fascism and racism and um, self-loathing homophobia. Um, Wow. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's frightening that, that they're, they're, you're still seeing people with that attitude in, in 2022. Yeah. 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 Oh, God, that's, yeah, that's really, ugh. I remember when I first saw that line um, on Grinder 15 years ago, yeah, yeah. whatever it was, and thinking, um, okay, I'm not, like, I was I was skinny little bit. Yeah, yeah. Fine, but uh, half femme and half Asian. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. Um, wow. So um, I didn't know I was non-binary then, but I certainly wasn't masculine. No, exactly. The, yeah. the, the, I've never been masculine. The, the whole concept of um, femphobia is—I mean, I, my my sort of direction with where I was going to go as well is in a similar vein. Mm-hmm. But um, it's 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 everywhere, and even those of us who do portray or um, uh, what's the word I want? Classify ourselves as potentially. Mm-hmm. 
um, embody, I suppose, almost sometimes, mm-hmm. um, a more femme persona, mm-hmm. um, or at least one that has femme elements. You may not even class yourself as femme, but you're not, yeah, yeah. you know, by not being masked, sometimes that already puts you into a more femme space mm-hmm. in some people's eyes. It's sort of a spectrum, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we, we all have this sort of, I think it's one of those things, isn't it? A bit like um, everyone is, is racist, everyone is, um, yeah. we, have to, we have to accept that before we can deal with it. Yeah. I think everyone is femphobic mm-hmm. um, to a degree. Yeah. Those of us that actually are, as I say, have that sort of femme quality, mm-hmm. sort of discover this kind of inner loathing of ourselves and that's mm-hmm. something that we have to kind of deal with as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a yeah. double whammy of you know, hate yourself, hate the next, hate the person around you as well, no. who's got the same things that you've got. Yeah, um, it's it's a just sort of a, it's like a, a yeah, I, I relate to that, but it's like a horrible state of the world when you see see a blatantly like um, uh, horrible like phrase like you know, in no fats, no femmes, no Asians, mm. which is fat phobic and racist and sexist and homophobic and everything mm. um but you see that and instead of going oh my god what a horrible person writing that you go oh but i am some of those things i think that's really interesting i definitely relate to that like that thing like we want to be sort of wanted so much that something like that is like yeah anyway yeah. i yeah. know this goes that's why we shouldn't write it <laughs> no. um but what i i suppose the immediate thing that that we sort of immediately gone to is like the the negativity of of masculinity or mm. or, or how masculinity leading to femphobia and um, but what is what is masculine? I suppose it's like what is masculinity? So yeah. I looked up in the dictionary just to it's see good. what this the dictionary says. Conversation. I really want to get into this. Yeah, I really want to hear your dictionary. Okay. English dictionary says. Yeah, compact. From sorry, a compact long time. English. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it doesn't actually have a thing for it. Just says masculinity is the noun of masculine. Sure. Um, and masculine is uh, one possessing qualities or characteristics considered typical of or appropriate to a man. Manly. Two, unwomanly, not feminine. Three, in grammar, denoting a gender of nouns that include some male animate things. And prosody, which I've just looked <laughs> up um, very quickly, yeah. um, is pronounced prosody. And it's the study of poetic meter and techniques or the vocal patterns in a language. Oh. It's interesting that there's masculine. Masculine is a descriptor for a type of poetic meter. Is that what it means? I, I, I thought it was talking about... Um... Denoting a rhyme between pairs of single final stressed syllables. Denoting a rhyme. Wow. Okay. And what's more inherently oh. masculine about that than <laughs> other types of meter? <laughs> I, I have never heard that. Okay. Well. Yeah, I think that's something that we Actually, see. Actually, I yeah. do remember studying in English about yeah. feminine endings in that's poetry. So, yes. This is something that's coming back yes, to me. just now. I think, isn't it to do with the, 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 I, the I am bit pentameter versus like other, oh like a feminine ending is when it ends like suddenly or ends in a softer syllable than you expect. This is, is it... not my area. No, no, no. it's not mine either. <laughs> no, I'm literally no, recalling something no. from 20 years ago. <laughs> no, but I actually think this is really More. interesting because I actually think language and the way we use words is actually so, I, I think it is tied in. I think it's relevant. Definitely. Um, because I'm wondering if a feminine ending is like one that you don't expect and a masculine yes. one is like, it rhymes, it's I think dependable. It's, it's clear, it's sort of sharp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Um, but doesn't that say everything? I mean, we don't need, we don't need to get into the, the, the nature of poetry. No, don't, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, but um, it's interesting because um, I think we've had this conversation before, but on the podcast or not, I'm not, I'm not remembering, but it was certainly long enough ago to give it another, another round 
um, the, the concept of masculinity is a construct anyway. Yeah. So we build it differently in different cultures mm-hmm. and in, in, in our, you know, un, in our United Kingdom, uh, long live Her Majesty the Queen of 70 years now or whatever. She, she's she's um, pretty long lived. She's long lived. <laughs> um, but anyway, even since before that, probably, um, and most of our concepts of, mm-hmm. of masculinity, modern masculinity, go back to the Victorian, uh, sort of roughly Victorian era, mm-hmm. um, when blue became the colour for boys and oh, pink yeah. became the colour for girls when I think it was inverted it was yeah it switched around yeah um, but the, the whole idea of masculinity being something that you, you know is uh, um, there are these quizzes online for example yeah. that say you can you should to be masculine if you're more masculine yeah. you are somebody who is ambitious and you yeah. are somebody yeah. who is confident and yeah. you're somebody who um, is direct yeah. whereas a feminine person is somebody who is nurturing and caring yeah. and loving and yeah. to suggest as though a, yeah. m- a man is not those things and, or yeah. a woman is not yeah. the other yeah. things what? So um, most bizarre yeah no exactly and I think what was quite interesting in that definition was de- definition one was like um, uh, qualities typical of or appropriate to a man Yeah. definition two was unfeminine or yeah. unwomanly so it's the idea of like um, it's good to be masculine if you're a man mm. and if you're masculine as a woman you're just not womanly you're yeah. just not feminine and, and I think with both masculinity and femininity I'm actually not opposed to them as like descriptors of like this like if if we we don't we have no better language for it at the moment so we can go okay that's a more masculine trait that's a more feminine trait if we can use it um neutrally between anyone like it doesn't have to be masculine as men and fem feminine as women I don't know I just was thinking I disagree yeah I think we shouldn't use language that we find uh doesn't do the job mm-hmm so if we don't feel that that thing is masculinity, what is, as we're going back yeah, to yeah, what, yeah. what is, masculinity, is it? what do we want to define it as? Yeah. What do we want mm. to define femininity as? Mm-hmm. And I think if we're in an equal society, an equal opportunity society mm-hmm. where everybody gets, um, an equal opportunity society sounds horribly neoliberal. Um, probably, what do I mean? A, a society which is, um, yeah, I think, well, an, a society which, which supports an, um, equality and inclusion. Yeah. Um, then you're actually having to redefine those words yeah, yeah, yeah. to mean that masculine can also mean nurturing and feminine can yeah. also mean ambitious. Yeah. So we need to erase those definitions and uh-huh. start again. The only things I could think that mm. I could possibly use that for, and now I'm going to, we're treading on the boundaries within things like the trans community, mm-hmm. is to refer to, well, physical descriptions of body, in which right, case, again, yeah. I'm still not confident that that's yeah, the right yeah. way to go. So should we. What what is what are these words and what and why what are they to us? Well, exactly, and because you just said to redefine the words, not to get rid of the words, which I think is interesting. Or get rid of. Them. Or get rid of them as well. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, what what are your thought we thoughts on the words? I mean, so in my family, mm-hmm. my sister is a butch lesbian, mm-hmm. and she very much. Uh, presents a masculine yep. front mm-hmm. whereas particularly as a drag queen mm-hmm. I often present a more feminine mm-hmm. and certainly our attributes um, my sister is the forthright direct mm-hmm. one the mm-hmm. no nonsense not terribly emotional yeah yeah whereas I'm the the the, the, the intuitive and caring yeah 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 um, so it's just interesting that that those uh, qualities that are associated mm-hmm. with being male mm-hmm. are something that my sister would relate to more than I yeah, do. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And, and do you think that in 
it's well, for, for you and or your sister do you think that masculine and feminine are useful words or do you think they're words that you just rather not use it's a difficult thing to say because yeah. they're just a part of the language and, that, you exists. Know, that, that exists yeah, yeah. so it's, mm. it's difficult i can i can see i mean it's, it's it's like when people say about being gay we shouldn't have to label ourselves yeah, or, yeah. you know a label our, our sexuality mm-hmm. should we have to label our presentation mm-hmm. as well or should it just be yeah mm-hmm. yeah I sort of not wanting to go too deeply into sort of first wave feminism, but Judith mm-hmm. Butler, for example, yeah. um, would argue about performativity and mm-hmm. suggesting that, you know, we have a sex and then we have a gender overlaid yeah. on top of it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, this already is an outdated concept. Yeah. And, you know, we can go beyond that now mm-hmm. because the trans community um, and me identifying as a non-binary person as well. And as you say, your sister is a butch lesbian. We have all of these terms yeah, now yeah. that we can actually use. Mm-hmm. Butch refers to a masculine energy mm-hmm. on somebody who is often mm-hmm. um, biologically a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, this isn't already now. I'm using words that I'm having to think. I don't. I'm not comfortable with the way that I've just constructed that sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're, we're yeah. already breaking it down. Mm-hmm, we're already mm-hmm. just deconstructing some of these things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So because I think I would say that masculine and feminine as the words they exist at the moment and as I would use them or think of them in my head even if it's not like ideal language I would think of them as divorced from sex and gender a separate thing to sex and a separate thing to gender Mm. like they're more descriptors which are not anything to do with someone's gender or sex did we not have this conversation on G for gender yeah I'm sure we did (laughs) I think we talked about um having sex and then overlaying gender and then overlaying character yeah. slash dress sense or whatever mm-hmm, we kind of mm-hmm. we said we called it like layers of an onion I think mm-hmm. um, when we spoke about it with our guest Josh at the time mm-hmm. um, I just I think probably sticking with the whole kind of masculinity vibe mm-hmm. I'm kind of sort of I think so I'm a, I, I identify as uh, <laughs> okay I identify as non-binary yeah I'd specifically if I had to pick a term that is known and by more people than just me mm-hmm. uh, I'm a I'm what's called demi-man right I don't okay. like the word and yeah, I, the yeah. reason I don't like the word because it makes me sound like less than a man and that, mm-hmm. that, that, that's not right because mm-hmm. um, I'm so much more so much more um, <laughs> yes uh, but um, and it's interesting um, Matt that you were saying as well around I'm sorry I'm trying to I'm trying to face you but um, the mic's yeah, over no, here no. Um, that, that you were saying about um being uh, the more having the more sort of feminine adjectives mm-hmm. as we, as described, and uh, your sister having the more masculine adjectives, I very much uh, see myself as having both sets strongly, mm-hmm. and that they are always in competition. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously, being more nurturing and being more caring and being more collaborative, which are sort mm-hmm. of female adjectives in a sense, um, I uh, are in are in competition mm-hmm. with competitiveness Mm -hmm. um with uh ambition with being direct Mm -hmm. and being sort of a bit more blunt i suppose um i think i can be all of those things at different times Mm -hmm. um what i struggle with is when people are judging me Mm -hmm. on the basis of my personality and or presentation Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. where i think this is a sort of a Christ. Can I say what my immediate reaction yes, to please. was? Um, so my word was mannerisms, because I want to stick with the M's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, one of the things, apart from personality and dress sense, that I often think about with masculinity is um, how I hold myself. Uh-huh. Um, 
I don't know, um, probably Matt, you might have a similar experience to me. Um, when I was at school, um, and you might have had this as well, just into, from a different perspective, um, people um, would always comment on, you know, if you've got something on your nails, you've got to check your nails in a certain way. Do you hold mm-hmm. them out in front of you and look at them like that? Or do you curl your fingers towards you and mm-hmm. one, one of them is straight and one of them God, is gay? So when you've got something on the bottom of your shoe, do you kick your foot back or do you put your, bring your foot in front of you? And wow. kids have these ways of like trying to put you in a box yeah, yeah, yeah. and this is a masculine way of doing things this is a feminine yeah. way of doing things and it makes you super conscious yeah. of everything that you do yeah um i was on a bus once i think i've told this story yeah and um my i had a personal trainer at the time and um i i, I saw the f- face name come up and i i picked up the phone and immediately went hello <laughs> yeah on, yeah i'm free I, i'm yeah. free tomorrow yeah yeah Wow. And literally my voice dropped an octave. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah. my friend, I didn't know, and I didn't know I did it. Yeah. I didn't know I did it. And wow. it's this performance that I wanted to sort of yeah. keep coming back to, because um, masculinity is a, is a performance. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend just couldn't stop laughing <laughs> in the corner on the bus. He's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, wow. well, that's my personal trainer. I kind of feel like I had to. <laughs> wow. It's, it's rubbish, but it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done the same. I mean, when mm. I was in class, if mm-hmm. I had to speak in front of the class, I would put on a deeper voice yeah. than was natural for me because yeah. there was this uh, fear of presenting as myself because I felt that it was more feminine and that people would pick up on that and criticise for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, gosh. So, I mean, so sort of, yeah, like a different perspective. I went through a um, so I went through a phase. I hate that term. I know. I that when I, I was know. about eight, <laughs> yeah. um, there was a period of time where I definitely started identifying with more quote unquote masculine qualities of myself. Mm. Um, and I I wore exclusively um, tartan trousers from Mini Bowden <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, polo necks. And I got my hair cut really short. And that was how I wanted to identify and I got very bullied um and since then I have never ever ever I I think I quite actively um tried to go the complete opposite way and not be masculine at all and I've definitely talked about this in G for gender and I think that um I I suppose I felt like I got such a sort of negative um reception from doing that from presenting like that and then um, even looking back at photographs of myself because I've been so like internalized all of the things that people said and I was like, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. It looks so awful. Um, and I, I don't think I've ever been able to embrace that masculine side of me again since then. And that makes me quite sad. And I think that I, so the the definition in the dictionary saying like unfeminine, the mm. definition of unfeminine, unwomanly is definitely something that I've internalized. Mm. And I would love to gradually unpick that but I'm aware that you know I'm not desperately unhappy like it's not affecting my life on a daily basis but it's something I would love to unpick at some point and maybe one day be like oh it's okay if I don't come across as the completely seductive feminine womanly slinky person <laughs> which I don't I don't come across like that but I want <laughs> that's what, <laughs> I, I love that I think I think it's really powerful to identify in yourself when you are aware that there's a part of you that's not singing out mm-hmm. um, I thought it was really interesting that you said just speaking from my own personal yeah, yeah. it was really interesting that you said it doesn't affect me on a daily basis but I would just want to yeah. would poke at that very slightly yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. because um, if you take racism and take the world of microaggressions mm-hmm. um, these are things that 
on a daily basis, we don't notice yeah. them. But yeah, yeah. when you get stuff every day that's very minor, yeah. it does accumulate. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. The, in this sense, if there is a part of you that feels that you feel is there, yeah. and you'd like to express, yeah. um, but you you're afraid of it, yeah. um, or afraid of how the world will see you, um, that is a sort of self-imposed thing, mm-hmm. and it's something that I've definitely worked with for my mm-hmm. own self. Um, I think I've said this as well. When I was at Central, yeah, um, I had to do drag for a panto at Christmas, mm-hmm. and I it, I was in tears yeah. a lot. I was really upset. I didn't want to do it. I was so uncomfortable with that yeah. feminine side of myself. Looking back now, I'm laughing about it because it's yeah, like yeah. fucking moron. Come yeah. on, like get over it. Like mm-hmm. you love it. Um, mm-hmm. But I I, hate, I really hated myself for it. I got um, every every the, every second I was in the dress was a second I uh, uh, I was more like freaking out and like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. horrible I was really really horrible yeah and I um uh the, I literally got took it off as soon as I could every night I was like oh get off me get off me get off me mm-hmm. um yeah so there was yeah, yeah. There, I, I understand that very much yeah um but it's a huge shame yeah because uh now that I've adapted and adjusted mm-hmm. uh myself my, it's taken a lot of small steps yeah um so for example the first thing to happen was like, when I started painting my nails. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then I grew my hair back l- longer again and mm-hmm. all these other things have sort of gradually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a journey. Yeah. Um, and only now am I kind of like okay with occasionally wearing dresses in public. Yeah. But hey, I st- I've, I've still had, I've still been verbally assaulted recently. So, you know, God. you've got yeah. to, but, but once you get to a certain point, mm-hmm. you get almost past caring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you also surround yourself with people who love you. and Yeah, okay. exactly. And this is my authentic... And if you feel um, happy in your authentic expression, yeah. there's a power in that. I also think... I was just thinking again about like words we denote to masculine and feminine and things that like make me feel like, oh my God, am I being masculine? Oh. <laughs> um, and one of the words I suddenly think about was like the difference between protective and nurturing. Because uh, yeah. I think if I ever find myself feeling like protective of someone like a close friend or someone I fancy or someone I have a relationship with I sort of feel I suddenly feel uncomfortable because I feel like I'm falling into a quote-unquote man's role and I know this is all very problematic this is all my internalized issues okay um (laughs) so I feel like I'm falling into a masculine role but if I feel um protective of like um a child or someone who's in a vulnerable situation I think of I I think my head views it as being nurturing and then I go oh that's okay that's a feminine role and they're the same thing so yeah. that's like the mama bear yeah you know, protecting protecting the cub that's mm. that's yeah. the, that's the uh, feminine side of that protective instinct. yes mm. and then the 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 papa bear uh, prote- protecting both of them from being um I don't know killed by something else yeah. but they're like really they're like essentially the same trait they're like they're they're basically they're protective they're protective mm. so why do I have this weird disconnect between one being masculine and one being feminine and one I feel uncomfortable expressing and one I feel comfortable expressing so it's just you know all these the way we're fucked up by society yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, yeah. you're saying about the language used mm-hmm. um so when uh I first started dating my now husband yeah um he wasn't out to his grandmother right okay um and when I was introduced to grandmother before she knew we were dating mm-hmm. he was asking is he gentle? And I thought that's wow. that's an interesting way of putting it. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's it's that again. Gentle would 
perhaps be thought of as a feminine trait wow. and that was how she the euphemism she decided to use yeah. interesting interesting yeah. wait when you said that first i was like was saying it's gentle as in like is is he looking after you or something like yeah. i don't know but that's really good but yeah that was probably a euphemism isn't it gosh yeah interesting yeah. isn't it yeah interesting though isn't it you also think of male animals you could describe as gentle mm-hmm. um i actually think of gentle more as a, a ma- yeah masculine exactly trait. yeah which i, I don't I think... i'm just thinking hmm. but as a euphemism you can hear it yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think, as I think, because um, obviously do- domestic abuse is is a big problem, and mo- and a lot of murders of women mm. is at the hands of male partners, and I think that's partly why I think being a gentleness in a man is a really important trait. A strength yeah. is a strength. So mm. I think I kind of almost think of it as like because uh, I think of it as the most positive version of masculinity yeah. is yeah. being gentle. Well, the opposite is violence, isn't it? So, which is toxically is masculine. He violent? Yes, yeah. is he violent? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad you didn't ask that. No, no, my no. gosh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting. Um, should we have a question from the audience? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so it's Dear A to Z, I work in a bank and almost all of my colleagues are men around my age. They're masculine in the stereotypical sense of the word. They drink lager, watch right. football, and talk about and leer over women. I've been trying to keep up with them, but I find it exhausting and I worry that if I don't try, then I won't make the same progress in my career as everyone else around me. What can I do? And that's from Jamie in Shitlington Thorpe, Yorkshire. It's a good question, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, um, no, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, there's a lot of toxic workplaces and I think that's really hard to try and unpick that because it's all those things that like you know on on paper it's like oh you just do your job well and then you get promoted and blah 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 but in reality there's so much about fitting in and joining in the conversations and going on the nights out and having those conversations in the pub and I think there's a quite a it needs to be stopped but it's it's going to be a long process Mm, mm. but in the meantime could you talk to HR it's difficult isn't it because if you think about recruitment practices in yeah. general, I don't know a single place where they've, you've, they've people have successfully removed bias no, I know. from their practices. I, know. I think it's impossible. Yeah. So my very revolutionary um, suggestion would be um, that you have to think about whether... I mean, this is a career that you've entered uh, that is traditionally very masculine mm-hmm. so you have two options you can revolt and like revolutionize it and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. be uh, be unapologetically yourself and you can do that gradually or suddenly yeah. or uh, whatever pace is acceptable to yeah. you um but obviously being yourself i think is the most important thing because what i'm picking up from the letter is that you're un- you, you don't want to do this anymore yeah. you are sick of uh towing the line of mm-hmm, masculinity mm-hmm. in this kind of toxic sense in the workplace mm-hmm. great um, you've reached that decision. Um, so the next step is to change yourself mm-hmm. and use that to try and change the culture around you. Or um, if you think that the environment is too uh, difficult mm-hmm. to uh, change, um, you've got you can either find allies to help you, mm-hmm. um, and there uh, there must be more than just you in a large organisation such as a bank, I would imagine. Um, but if not, um, then. I would encourage you to to not stay in a place where you, that you yeah, feel is yeah. toxic. I think those are your options. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if um, your promotion isn't just on merit mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and you're not enjoying mm-hmm. 
the environment at work. You spend too much time of of, of your 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 life at work. Yeah. To be somewhere you don't feel comfortable. So, yeah. Maybe time yeah. to start shopping around. Exactly. I'd yeah. Say so. I think the the other thing. I mean, this can only happen slowly though, and and I think if it's just you, that's something you can't put that pressure on yourself. But it's the kind of thing that that actually companies like this do need to make a concerted effort to hire more diverse staff so that the environment then will change and become more inclusive. But if like you've hired exclusively laddish men and then one person who isn't a laddish man, and by the way, I'm saying the laddish here, I say instead of masculine, it's quite interesting. Mm. I, I sort of, again, think laddishness as a as a, um, a subcategory, a subcategory mm. of masculinity. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, you know, as more different types of people are hired, it will naturally change the environment. But that won't happen, you know, that's a slow process. So yeah. I agree, if you're not happy and having to hide who you are, then find something else if you can. Yeah, I think I think it's very difficult for companies, and not this is not me giving companies a bone, actually. <laughs> if anything, it's actually me throwing them further under the yeah. steamer on the bus, whatever. Um, they, they, there is a lot of talk um, and not very much action. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. in a lot yeah. of places there's a lot of um, mm-hmm. we know we need to do something they'll set up action groups and working yeah. groups and they'll talk about it and they'll go round and round and round and you might get a very tiny concession but, yeah. you, but actually in reality we tend to hire the people who look like us who talk like us who think like us mm-hmm. um, we are often encouraged to hire people who are um, as much the opposite of us as we can get so mm-hmm. that we can get diversity in, in thinking and, 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 you know, companies can go further faster that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but for very ingrained businesses, um, I think it's actually really, really hard yeah. to make people hire um, people who are different from them. Yeah, yeah. It's really challenging. And I, yeah. I've seen it a lot. Um, yeah. And it, it just, it's it's really disheartening. Yeah. Um, when you see sort of practices be be posited mm-hmm. and put in front of people who are very senior mm-hmm. and then they'll get they mm and nod and then they take yeah. it away and then a month later you hear a yes and then another month later you hear a oh well we had to make some difficult decisions and that's mm-hmm. that's something that we're not we're not going to choose to proceed with right now mm-hmm. because this that and the other yeah. money reason or something like that yeah so, yeah it's yeah. very challenging yeah well, it's like, I mean, I, I used to work, I mean, I've spent a lot of time working in hospitality um, and often kitchens, well, hospitality in general, but but specifically kitchens are very um, testosterone fueled, I would yes. say, and I would say quite toxically masculine environments. And again, it's like, they're not horrible people. They're just a lot of people all um, in a stressful environment, all like firing off the worst parts of each other in my opinion Um, and it just becomes like really difficult and stressful and untenable for like well anyone to be in I'd argue but particularly like um not not so toxically masculine people Mm. um and uh and and but I have also because worked in kitchens where there were more mixed group of chefs like women and men and less aggressively masculine men and um it wasn't stressful and I remember being like wow these people are doing exactly the same job but Mm. no one's shouting (laughs) what (laughs) so you know it is possible if you have a diverse group of people in a kitchen or in a bank or in any environment it will change the dynamic of the group so you know if you're hiring just 
That's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One more topic of masculinity to mention um, mm-hmm. is uh, that we've kind of touched on it a little lightly, but I wanted to, to bring it back because this is a podcast about sex with men after all. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about the physicality of being masculine. Okay, yeah. So things that we would typically associate with um, kind of masculine body form. Mm-hmm. So chest hair. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, um, well, just hair, body hair generally, not mm-hmm. just on the chest, but... Um, these sorts of um, muscles, pecs, and mm-hmm. um, you know, upper, upper body strength, and all the rest of it—that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, now, as a, as a person who um, is attracted to men uh, and uh, 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 is my preference, um, the I, I tend to find those masculine traits mm-hmm. very attractive. Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting because I don't think because there are types, body types for everybody. Mm-hmm. Body types for everybody. That sounded weird in my head, but anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and, and I think it's just curious because uh, so I th- it's possibly um, I am attracted to things that I don't have myself, just mm-hmm. as a theory. Um, so, for example, um, I'm relatively wiry. Um, I'm, I, I can't grow much body hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the half Asian in me. So I, when I find those attributes on other guys, mm-hmm. I find that particularly attractive. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's just interesting because obviously those are very masculine traits. Oh, as, we, I, as we consider masculinity to, to be, yeah. And when I was attracted to women, mm-hmm. which I still very slightly am, but mm-hmm. it's uh, I pretty much identify as, as gay, mm-hmm. um, the um, the traits that I found attractive or the women that I found attractive, mm-hmm. um, I suppose would have, and I've heard, um, this is not me making that judgment, but they would have said, oh, you know, I think my, my face looks like mannish or you know they would right, have, they would have said that yeah. about themselves interesting and, yeah yeah um, a couple of my ex girlfriends did say those things mm-hmm. so i just sort of found found it interesting yeah that i was always attracted to slightly more quote masculine features mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in a face and in a body yeah. than um, than feminine ones and yet i suppose i consider that my uh, body is not the most masculine body slash mm-hmm. face um mm-hmm. So yeah, just a curious thing to throw into the conversation. No, that's see what you guys think. That's really interesting. I mean, I so I suppose in my experience, the people I felt most comfortable with sexually are people who are either um, stocky or um, muscly or fat because they're bigger than me. Mm. And I think that when I've been with people sexually who are um, smaller than me, like slighter than me, yes. so it doesn't matter if they're taller than me or or shorter than me, but if they're like slight, um, then I feel I feel big, which makes me feel masculine, mm. which makes me feel uncomfortable. Even if I'm having amazing sex with them, I'm like aware that I'm like the physically bigger person in the situation. Interesting. So, uh, and again, that all ties in with all my own issues about being perceived as masculine or feeling mm. masculine. Um, so yeah, I don't know, that's, that's just something I've sort of noticed in myself. Um, I think if I've ever been attracted to women, it's generally been women who are very pretty, which again makes me feel masculine. And then I go, oh. I see. Mm. <laughs> I think it's interesting that you use the word slight as well, which is, I sort of had a little bit of a giggle when you. Yeah, yeah, slight. And slight is a word that I wouldn't use to describe a, a, a woman. It's That's a word interesting. That I would use to describe a man. That's interesting, thin. yeah. Um, and it also makes me giggle because I've been described as slight Have you? before. And it always makes me think of like I could be carried away by a strong gust. Yeah, exactly. You know? well, that's it. So, well, <laughs> you're so delicate. Yeah, you're so delicate. Little, and I've yes, got exactly. like, big bones and I'm just going to snap you. <laughs> like, I know. Oh 
what my what? husband actually is um, <laughs> not to talk too much about our sex life as we don't, but he um, he does have a very strong embrace. So when he hugs me, or just just even if he's not not in a sexual context, mm-hmm. just hugging me standing up, I literally feel like I'm going to snap in two. I'm like, wow. Oh, I actually have to say to him, stop. Oh my, <laughs> my delicate bones. My ribs. My ribs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, very strong. Wow. Well, I do Aww. love a strong hug, but yeah. that does sound I love very strong. Too, <laughs> some, they can be quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts on on that in particular, mm. Matt? Oh. Um, I mean, I'm really easy, so I like all types of men. Perfect. So yeah. <laughs> Just... um, but no, I do. I do. I say, I'd say I have a preference to traditionally masculine men. Interesting. Uh, big hairy bears. Um, hairy right. bears. Yeah. 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 So that. that yeah. I do um, like that, yeah. Something I was thinking is also uh, the roles mm. and how uh, masculinity is more associated with the penetrative yes. role during yes. sex. Yes. 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 Um, which I mean, I don't think there's anything more masculine than a man who's able to bottom um because it's it's not an easy thing in my opinion um so you know that's you know pain threshold and everything yeah yeah yeah. i think so but it's also quite a quote-unquote feminine trait to have a high pain threshold (laughs) I was at a party of a mutual friend of ours, mm-hmm. all three of us as party um, on at the weekend and we were talking about um, for some reason um, I think she's painting her bedroom in um, she's got loads of red uh, yeah. paint patches all oh, over cool. the wall, yeah, yeah, testers. Yeah. and um, she said she just sort of jokingly said something like oh yes I'm just this is the the the, the sort of diary of my period on the wall oh. <laughs> different shades of red. Um, amazing. And, we were, then we started talking about period pain. Yeah. Um, uh, and there were, interestingly, there were three um, cis women and mm-hmm. three cis men in the room. Uh-huh. Um, and um, of which I was one, if I broadly identified okay, as a cis man. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. And anyway, it was interesting because they were, um, one of the guys mm-hmm. were saying, I say guys in the non, because last time I used the word guys, I meant it in a gender neutral <laughs> Yeah. This is a, a, a guy in, in a man, man way. Um, one of the man, yeah. man, one of the men's. One of the um, man men's guys, is, yeah. Uh, men's is talking about men's Yeah. Ah. <laughs> awesome. Um, Love it. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Um, said uh, that, um, he said something about um, imagining, he, he make, made a comparative statement uh-huh. about period pain yeah and I and I said whoa hang on a minute you what on earth are you talking about yeah you and I and um my husband mm-hmm. who was the other uh, man in the room yeah um have no idea about yeah, yeah, period yeah, pain. yeah we cannot possibly talk about it yeah um, um and I said and then I said the one thing that mm-hmm. I um have had a conversation with um a couple of women about mm-hmm. where I feel like I can identify mm-hmm. um is uh IBS right yeah, so yeah. when you get very severe cramps mm-hmm. um they that that can be similar to period pain mm-hmm. and i had uh, a female friend who mm-hmm. corroborated that because mm-hmm. i have been in I, when i used to be a teacher i used to get terrible ibs and i used to have to like double over on benches God, wow. um, yeah that's in yeah science lab. it so, does sound like yeah pain. it yeah, can no. be like that so i do yeah. i do i kind of say that i do know what it's like but i do that in a very careful caveated way yeah um, but it's just interesting because of course um high pain thresholds yeah stuff. yeah probably i kind of see where you're coming from matt in that um I think sometimes, particularly when the, if you are uh, um, someone who 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 bottoms, uh, as we as we yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, started or saying, receives, receptive. Uh, oh yeah, on, yeah, yes, yeah. Indeed, yes. yep. um, rather than a bottom, mm-hmm. um, 
and then you sometimes it's fine but there are certain gentlemen who are less gentle and uh, mm-hmm, can mm-hmm. proceed rather rapidly and mm-hmm. um, oh dear it's quite sore so yeah um, hence why we like gen- gentle, gentle in, yeah. in yes. gentle yeah. <laughs> but there's a masculine trait to that see right is it time to watch our film let's watch our film 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 film, film. corner so we are just back from watching The Boys in the Band Indeed. 2020 edition. Mm. Yes. I'm not really sure I understand why the title is The Boys in the Band. No. I don't, no, get, no. It. I don't get it. No. Yeah, there was no references to bands. bands. I thought it was going to be like a kind of groupies thing yeah. or something coming up there, but no, nothing. It's fine. Maybe that's just a euphemism for like being gay. Maybe. That we don't know. Okay. A New York euphemism. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Like being theatrical, they're musical. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. They were doing no. a dance at one point. Maybe yeah, that's kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, sure. Yeah. They did cool. a four-piece little... Yeah, that, I really liked yeah. that it's scene. Sweet. That was lovely. Yeah. Um, okay, so what... Well, first, first of all, did we enjoy the film? No, I loved the film. I yeah. thought it was yes. great. Mm. I now really want to watch the 1971, and I would like to see a stage version of yes. it, because yeah. it's based on a play. What in the film did we think was... Uh, did any thoughts about how it showed um, any kind of perspective on masculinity as a concept. Yeah. Well, to begin with, we had... Um, we, well, we obviously, we obviously had a lot of camp... Uh, what's the word? Physicality and acting. Yes. The, sort of the way that a lot of the... Do you know what? It was actually very specifically a couple of characters yeah. that, were, that were very camp. Yeah. Um, specifically, I'd, I'd say that Michael was on that spectrum. Michael was the, being the main character. The main character, yeah. Who's, who's played by Jim Parsons. Yes. And, and just quickly to say... Um, the kind of premise was it was a house party yes. at Michael's house um, of all a lot of um, male gay friends and one theoretically straight guy yeah. who's sort of the interloper. Anyway, yeah. one, one unknown sexuality uh, guy who yeah. uh, doesn't he doesn't let he doesn't exactly he it's a bit of a, a scene where doth the lady protest too much yeah. um, <laughs> slash uh, doesn't deny it. Yeah, entirely. Either he does deny it fervently, and then he kind of sort of doesn't, and it's all a bit yeah. you know, something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Michael and, Emery, and then Emery, um, loved Emery, who is humorously completely incapable of being butch or masculine. <laughs> yeah, in <any> yeah. Way. <laughs> um, and um, anyway, so there's a lot of um, mm-hmm. reference to things like screaming queens, um, mm-hmm. and uh, um, I've got we've got some I've got some quotes that I've I copied from mm-hmm. the thing we can talk about in, in a bit more, but. Um, the most interesting, some of the most interesting things uh, were actually when they referred to butching it up. Oh, yeah. Um, so Michael, um, I think, says, I butched it up quite a bit when I was at mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says that he wore things like Ivy League shirts. Yeah. And then he names a type of shoe, which I didn't quite catch. But yeah. um, the um, the whole premise that we were talking about yeah. before of lots of different brands or sub umbrellas of masculinity mm-hmm. uh we were not we're not talking about of the of the lager swilling uh, no. variety here we're talking very much of the kind of um banker uh, yeah. style if you like yeah, the kind exactly. of white collar shirt man yeah um, and one of the friends is yeah. actually in that vein i forget the name of the hank hank yes yeah. hank yeah um who's actually it turns out bisexual yes which is interesting. Also, Hank was like the boyfriend mm. of one of the friends. Yes. So obviously, yeah. so it wasn't quite like he was still slightly an outsider to the the group. Yeah. 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 Um, which was interesting. Um, in terms of it, it, in terms of the kind of um, masculinity uh, aspect mm. with Hank was when the the um, the friend of Michael's from college arrived, who 
denied being gay. Alan. Alan, and was very homophobic. Mm. Um, when Alan arrived, you could see he immediately gra- like lat- latched on to Hank. Yeah. Because Hank, yeah. I suppose to him, looked straight. Yes. But I thought that was interesting, the way of like dressing in a masculine way, mm. therefore can make people assume your sexuality, even though it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with it. Of course. I thought that was quite interesting. And because he was wearing, they were, he was wearing like a suit and tie and as was Alan. Mm. I just yeah. thought that was quite an interesting. Well, Alan was wearing a DJ. Mm. Oh, dinner jacket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just had full a disc on. jockey <laughs> <laughs> draped around his neck. <laughs> no, no, he had a full on DJ. He, yeah. um, he yeah. had like a, a bow tie, I think. And yes, a, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But they were, they were both dressed in, in sort of traditional yes. masculine style, whereas everyone else had like, you know, their, their shirt, shirts were open. I loved Emery's outfit most of the time. Oh, he had this lovely outfits. blue shirt yeah. later on. But anyway. Matt, but he you. borrowed that from Michael. He did, didn't did he? It seemed like an odd thing for Michael to, to own. Have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Mm. Um, well, Michael had his cashmere jumpers. Well, he yeah. did, yes. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> um, with the character of Michael, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's interesting that there was this sort of self-loathing yeah. ho- like internal homophobia mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and he I mean he'd said that he butched it up in college yeah um but it's also you know in in trying to put the others down to make himself feel better mm. yes um which, which happened first of all after he started drinking well first of all after Alan arrived yeah and second mm-hmm. of all after he started drinking and he'd specifically yeah. said before that he wasn't drinking anymore um and I, I thought that was interesting because he'd seemed very comfortable in himself before that. Yeah. Like he'd actually seemed, he was dancing, he was having a lovely time. Yeah. And then all this kind of visceral, like hatred started spewing yeah. out of him. Yeah. And then he went to Catholic church to make himself feel better, which I thought was interesting as well. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And before he'd been drinking, he was using um, terms like fag, fairy, mm-hmm. freak, but in sort of a reclaimed way. Yeah. Um, and I wonder how that would have been in the 1970s. 70s. Well, yes. late 60s, yeah. early yeah. 70s, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was almost like when he was sober, he was more comfortable Yeah, yeah. with that side of himself. Yeah. And then yeah. after a few drinks, he maybe tried to be more masculine. Yeah. yeah. It was less um, the kind of, yeah, as you say, reclaimed uh, style of language. Um, yeah. I was interested in that as well. One of my notes from early in the film was um, that the sort of use of that self-deprecating language mm-hmm. everywhere, but actually still using it to kind of poke fun at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, oh, you know, something about being a screaming queen, who would sleep with you and yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. That actually comes up later in the film. Yeah. But they, they refer to each other as screaming queens or fairies yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, can I can I point out that there's a, there's a really interesting masculinity point yeah. right at the beginning of the film yeah. when Donald, who's I think the closest friend of Michael's, who they seem to see yeah. each other every week, every Saturday or something, yeah. um, comes over and um, Michael's obviously been shopping for him so that yeah. he can stay in the bathroom or whatever and use his hairspray or something. Yeah. And there's this hairspray he yes. brings out, which is called Control for Men. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. And it's got for men, for men, for men, for men, for men written yeah, all over the label. Exactly. And I love this. This is such an interesting point yeah. because why do we have yeah. this like separate thing for yeah. like? And it's because men don't want to use moisturizer. That's female. Exactly. You know, oh come on. Exactly. You know, it's just so funny that there's all that branding and they point. Yeah. To it. it's great and and yeah, he like made a joke about it. And the fact is like yeah. that's something that is an element of like what the the difference between masculinity yeah. and femininity in the products need to have for men written all over them to be masculine. Yes. But they're like the same product. Like it's yeah. just and and I thought that was that's something that's carried on to today. And mm. obviously this is set in 
1970 so yeah. I don't know it's just 50 like, years we've not written yeah. two years we've not yeah. yeah I was literally like oh yeah that is that's still happening cool. oh, no. yeah great thank you for men for men well right even before that there was a dog um, fucking someone's leg. Oh yes, yeah. which I thought the was British pretty, pretty masculine. Yeah, pretty masculine. Thrust, thrust, thrust. Oh gosh, and there's a lovely line. Um, so again, fairly early on. So when he uh, Michael warns all of his guests that there's going to be a straight in the in the party yeah, for yeah. a few minutes. You have to do it for a few minutes. You can do yeah, it. Yeah. And he says. Um, one of, I think I can't remember who says it, but someone says, I promise to sit with my legs uncrossed and speak in a low register. Yeah. yeah. Which reminds <laughs> yeah. me of exactly what we were talking about. Well, it's like what ago. you said about yeah. talking to yes. your personal trainer. I yeah. know, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, and yeah, sorry, <laughs> And there was the line when um, Emery's been on the phone yeah. when he says, I, I wish I wasn't called ma'am or something along those lines. Oh, yes. yeah. And I, I really relate to that. Oh, really? You know, I, I'm always called ma'am on the phone. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, that was interesting as well because Emery was like the one who was the most, like, you know, referred to everyone with like she, her pronouns. Yes. And was actually probably the most, like, quote unquote feminine of, of them all, but mm. still was like, don't call me ma'am on the phone. Yeah. Like, I just thought, yeah. yeah. Still because, asserting because his he hasn't gender, consented his to that, you know. Yeah. Not that. Yeah, yeah but, exactly. Um, it's also, um, that's also partly to do with um, being, I suppose, almost being in the band, if you like. Yeah. And um, so if you're in the, if you're in the mm-hmm. group, mm-hmm. you're allowed to do that. So yeah. um, we can call each other she, her, because yeah. we know that we're the kind of, we're, we are the oppressed yeah, group. Yeah, yeah. We can call each other that. Don't you dare come to me and call me she, her. Yeah. That's not your business. That's mm. like calling a black person the N word. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not our space to do that, but they're allowed to do it with, with, yeah, with each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the same thing. Yeah. It's like saying faggot. I, if I, I can call another, I, uh-huh. I don't like that word, but I can call yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm still not in a reclaimed space with it maybe but mm-hmm. um, I can say it if I want to but yeah. if I heard it from anybody else I would be like yeah. hang on a minute no thanks no, yeah. no that's insulting yeah it's the same sort of thing well it, well, it was interesting because there was, there was a black character in it yes. whose Emery was well, they called it Uncle Tomming yes um, and he was like no he's allowed to do that I don't like that he does it but he's allowed to do it because it makes it like evens out our yeah, because he's such a loser, I think is the quote. Yeah, yeah it was really harsh. interesting. And then Emery was like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'll never do that yeah. again. Because he hadn't realised it was interesting. Because I think, again, it was that thing of like thinking he was in that band. Yes. This was a boys exactly. in the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there actually he wasn't. I think we're just creating yeah. the meaning now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, just in terms of masculinity, like, you know, it was this thing of like, do you think, because I, in my head the whole way through, I was thinking there was, is there something sort of masculine about being confident in oneself? Or is that just me putting positive tropes on masculinity and taking that away from femininity? So that's interesting. I would, my gut reaction was to say, no, I don't think it is mm-hmm. that. Because I think I, um, there were a lot of them who are very confident with like with themselves. Yeah. And um, Michael, in some ways, even though he hates himself, yeah. he's very confident. Yeah. Mm. But um, there's an interesting line, um, not, not as in a quote, as in there's an interesting... Um, there's an interesting connection or mm-hmm. lack of connection actually between self-confidence and confidence yeah. generally. Yeah. So um, Michael, I would say somebody mm-hmm. who's very confident yeah. but not very self-confident. Yeah. So yeah. it's a bit like having like, being like a donut. Yeah. Like. The confidence is like the veneer outside. Yeah. It's, miss- it's got a hole in the middle. Yeah. So you're missing the kind of bit trusting yeah. yourself. So that is interesting and whether yeah. self-confidence is a masculine trait yeah. and mm. confidence generally is just something that anybody can have. Yeah. But that confidence is, um, I would say, very much a cover for the fact that he doesn't have the self-confidence. Yes. That that yeah. that yeah. front. Yeah. yeah. But because this was like, okay, so 
It's just, it's, it's such a bizarre topic because it's this kind of thing of like trying to ascribe meaning to a word that has such a problematic history anyway. But anyway, in my head, I was thinking like, oh, now that he's drunk and this guy from school, from college has arrived and he's not feeling comfortable, I almost felt like he became less masculine because he became really like, he just became mean and snide and... and I keep wanting to say catty, but I feel like that I was has say, con- I, was, I keep wanting to say bitch. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But that's that then has like sort of connotations, connotations. Mm. Um, gender connotations or whatever. But um, yeah, I just thought it was interesting that as he lost self confidence, he appeared confident, but he was actually just being mean and he was yeah. covering harsh, up his harsh. Yeah, mm. and I didn't feel like whatever that was. I didn't feel like that was. I didn't feel like that was particularly gender specific. But I didn't feel like it was masculine. <laughs> I, was just, mm. I think that was just what we've been talking about of um, when somebody doesn't have that centre mm-hmm. they they try and bring other people down so yeah. there's that whole um, thing of, of when uh, you know we've been talking about this earlier but pe- the, the people who are the most homophobic mm-hmm. tend to have the, le- the least confidence yeah. in their own sexuality yeah. Yeah. themselves it's not to say that they are gay or mm-hmm. whatever I think that might be a bit of a trope mm-hmm. but it's it's um, it's very possible that they're just not comfortable yeah in their in their identity yeah. and they have never explored it and they don't know yeah. and it, there's a bit of worry and anxiety yeah. there yeah. Um, particularly because um as we as the film actually does do a really good job of mm-hmm. it, of, of bringing out that um it's society and how society reacts mm-hmm. to us um we talk about you know self-hating you know he, there's a line he breaks down at the end michael mm-hmm. um and says something like why can't we all, why, why are we all why so can't we hate each, each other, other less? Why, why can't we do that less? Yeah. And, um, well, because the rest of the world yeah. hates on us a lot. Yeah. And that is a, that's a lot to take and yeah. not take damage from it. I know. But it was interesting as well because he said, why can't we hate ourselves less? Yeah. And he was actually doing the most hate- hating, hating yeah. out of the whole thing. That's and I was it. like, that's it, that's it. and just to, yeah. I don't, not to bring in religion too much, but he was obviously a Roman Catholic. And yes. I just, you know, there, there is, you can analyze that as well. And see, so there's a, an extra level of, yeah. Of, um, it's, it's really interesting actually, because of course we're watching this post COVID. Yeah. Um, and the film will have been made just pre COVID. Oh yeah. Um, Cause it's made, it was, pu- it was published, released in 2020. <laughs> yeah. Book. Um, and, um, and obviously the whole thing will have been, uh, written in the 60s yeah but the um, the interesting thing was he went to mass at the very end yeah and again probably whether that's a 2020 film thing or a yeah yeah film, where it doesn't matter but it made, just made me a gog that oh yeah because I'm, I'm I was raised yeah, yeah, yeah. not now but I, I was raised yeah there. and we used to go down and you used to put your fingers in the yeah holy water. and do the and yeah yeah I thought my god that's not covid safe was that <laughs> <laughs> my head how did we I'm not all that how the catholics still survived all this time with all these pandemics <laughs> You just think it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's actually that's really funny. I, I have that watching films with people in public transport, and mm. well, people don't wear masks on public transport anymore. Yeah, yeah. But but during it, and I was like, well, no one's wearing masks. Oh wait, it's pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, to- going to toxic masculinity. Mm. I thought um, an example of that was Alan. 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 Um, Alan. <laughs> Alan immediately well gravitated towards Hank being the most stereotypically masculine-looking yes. person in the room. But then, like, took against Emery yes. being mm. the least stereotypically masculine person in the room. And then, later just started, like, punching him and calling yeah. him the F word. Mm. And, like, uh, just uh, uh, very, very little, like, I wouldn't, it was like, it wasn't even provocation. It was Emery just, he, he'd been insulting to Emery. So Emery had just said something, some witty comment back. Yeah. Mm. And then got, like, punched and called the F word. And I was like, that is a 
was is as fragile masculinity yeah <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah very and toxic that it then results in um violence mm. yeah and um where they were calling each other fags and mm-hmm. everything as soon as alan did that then it was yeah you know, it wasn't for him like we were saying mm. earlier you yeah. know you're not part of the group you yeah. can't yeah you can't you can't use a reclaimed slur for yeah. a marginalized group yeah, yeah. exactly and, and it was said with genuine it, it was said with hate and violence mm. yeah. in in a way that everyone else wasn't saying it like yeah. that yeah. the only person actually so there's two points here mm-hmm. um, one is that we've just so michael was the person who was transgressing yeah yeah a lot because he did use the n-word he called harold a jew um did he use the n-word yes yeah. Twice, really. And the first time it was op- it was open. The second yeah. time it was kind of half covered by a noise. Or right. Okay. Okay. Like, yeah. Someone was like, "No, nah, I don't know." Oh, I don't know what they yeah, did. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is, um, apart from that, that uh, it's really interesting mm-hmm. seeing that there's the one straight guy, or theoretically mm-hmm. straight guy, as you called it, uh, Alan, yeah, a college friend, as actually theoretically the minority in the yeah. room, yeah, mm. um, who's still saying things like "That's disgusting," yeah. but. And about like I think mm-hmm. they were talking about the men leaving their wives for other women yeah, or, or yeah. for men. For men, it's okay yeah. when they do it for other women, yeah. but yeah. for men that's not all right. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but actually, he was he's he's only the one guy. I know. I know. When there are mm. like another six or seven or eight people around him who think that what he's just said is disgusting. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting because it's flipped on its head most of the time. Yeah. Um, you know, you're the one gay mm-hmm. person or, or, or LGBTQ mm-hmm. person in a room with loads of other people who are not. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So actually, and less so, less so recently, I think, because I think sure. people are, we, we sort of mix in more sort of, I think groups are sort of much more um, cosmopolitan, yeah, cosmopolitan. <laughs> in London. Um, yeah. But um, certainly in that, it's really fascinating yeah, to see yeah, the, yeah. the different, that's a really unusual circumstance. Yeah. 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 And it's also interesting that he, I mean, is, is this masculinity that he felt like he was justified in saying that in yes, that group as exactly. well you know it's yeah i think it spoke of his entitlement yes mm. and Quite. the fact that he'd probably never really been in a situation where he was ever like in danger yeah. in yeah. serious danger that he could just say that in a group that he was the minority mm. yeah and the way that the whole atmosphere of the party changed when he arrived was interesting as well yeah. yeah it was really sad i really wanted to just see the fun party version where everyone just had a great time yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, me too and the other thing was when Alan arrived, um, again, he went straight to Hank and then started talking about sport. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which again was such like, oh, there's another man in a suit. Hey, you like sport? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that is classic. Classic masculinity. Performative masculinity. Um, yeah. That was hilarious. Actually, on Alan's arrival, um, apart from obviously Emery, who couldn't, just couldn't and had mm-hmm. to be at points sent away <laughs> to like, you're, you're too much. You need to go into the kitchen and do your thing. Yeah. Um, that no one else really knew what to say or how to act. Mm. I mean, they were better yeah. at kind of at least doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they weren't very good at sort of putting something out on the table yeah, yeah. to kind of be in that. And I, oh God, it's really hard. Isn't yeah. It? You, if, you, if you're trying to perform as something that you're not, yeah. the further you are away from your comfort zone, yeah. the harder that is. And um, Alan has been sort of foreshadowed as this person who is well, yeah. straight and don't be gay around him, please, for the love of anything. Yeah. Um, and so everyone's like, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, sports? Sport? Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, 
but I, I really it's like I really admired Emery because Emery was like I'm not going to be Absolutely. someone else yeah mm-hmm. and actually that's like why should anyone have to be someone else yeah. because yeah. this one guy might feel uncomfortable well he's making everybody else uncomfortable mm-hmm. and although he's really camp is that quite a masculine trait to just yeah. be yourself that's what I was thinking direct but why is that masculine? But I was thinking yeah. that. It's curious that, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's funny that we say that it's a masculine trait, but actually, yeah. I don't know. That's where I get stuck on what's masculine, what's feminine. Me too, because now, now I actually don't know what's feminine. I feel like every single thing I've now <laughs> said is masculine. And I'm like, what's a feminine trait? See, this is where, I, this is where sexism comes into it. Yeah, exactly. Because think masculine traits are positive traits and yeah. feminine traits are just sort of weak traits. And this is the traditional yeah. view, isn't it? It's this do, horrible... Do you know what I, I think? What I, I, I think what I think feminine traits are, are like wiliness and cunningness. Oh, I think underhanded like, traits. Yeah, yeah, I think like... you, poison, you poison your victim, you don't stab them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, growing up on, on comic books, yeah. I always thought of like men, uh, masculine traits being physicality and women's being intellect. Interesting, oh, yeah. Because okay. yeah. yeah. if you if you look at the the power sets mm-hmm. in, in comics, sorry, yeah, yeah. diverging here a bit. Yeah. But you know, it's often the women that are like telepaths and and, uh, and yeah, they're the yeah, ones yeah, who, yeah. who come up with the plans and, yeah. and what have you. So that's true. It's their Slytherins. Yeah. Yes. Sorry to bring up. Um, the, um, she, she, she will not be named. <laughs> yeah. But the um, but actually, to be thinking about it, then in, in with that in mind, I actually think probably the most feminine character then would be like the sex worker, the guy that they paid to come round and uh, sing. They call him Tex, don't they, or something? Yeah. yeah, because because he was trying to do the job of making of doing the right thing to make people happy. Yeah. Um, which I think of as quite a feminine trait, but that's because of sexism, because that's what women have been made to do which then becomes a feminine however by what Matt's just been saying Mm. he was all physical and no intellect so Mm. he'd be therefore quite male masculine yeah but he was also being cute (laughs) (laughs) I mean the line when he's asked what a telepath though is he let's face it no the line where he's asked (laughs) when he's asked what do you do for 20 pound and he says I do my best and he's just oh so cute adorable cute oh that character so the thing is he was being put down a lot because of not being intellectual and I actually think that a masculine trait would be like why the fuck are you putting me down do I need to prove myself a feminine trait is to be like yes dear you put me down as much as you want if that makes you feel better Mm. I think that's a very feminine trait um, because that's a pain tolerance thing though isn't it as well I think almost yeah but like I think not, not, in, not like as in the centre but like yeah. something around it of pain tolerance yeah. yeah yeah. whereas you've got Alan who's been insulted and moves to violence straight yeah. away yeah exactly so, which is the opposite fucking sensitive and it, oh, there's this so whole sensitive. thing about I know, fragile masculinity <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. like there's this whole thing of like men are tough and actually no men are strong they can hit hard but actually if you hit them back they don't like it very much yeah no yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I literally was saying like when I ever I, whenever I see scenes with um, emotionally with men who can't express their emotions being sad, it breaks me. I can't bear it. I cannot bear it. If I see scenes with um, people who are who are more emotionally expressive being sad, I'm like it's okay because they can express their emotions and they'll probably just talk to their friends and have some ice cream and they'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm like, when I see some emotionally stunted middle-aged man <laughs> his face crumpling and having to leave the room I'm like oh no I, can't. I know that's really hard I yeah. know watching someone bottle emotions oh, is really challenging it, I know yeah. I agree 
Um, so I wanted to mention um, there was an interesting line, quite about two thirds or more way through, yeah. the, about promiscuity. Oh yeah. So Emery gets brought up. I think Michael says you're the you get you sleep yeah. around more than anyone else here or something yeah. like that. Um, and he he says something like, "Well, hang on a minute. That's not because I'm gay. Yeah. Um, that's just because that's who I am. It's not. Yeah. It's not Emery, is it? It's um. It was. It might be Emery. Larry. Like, Larry. The yeah. Um, Hank's Hank's partner. Partner. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just really curious because actually that is a trope uh, that Sarah stereotype that gets like yeah, passed yeah. around about gay men. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting because there's a lot of um, there's a masculine thing of like we need to go sow our seed and we need to have mm-hmm. sex with 6,000 people and mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. don't. Women just want to have, you know... Few, yeah, this is so a very damaging trope. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Damaging to everybody. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just really interesting to bring that because that was a thing that was assumed there's a very specific kind of masculinity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. being overlaid on this, on, se- on his sexuality, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. was also... Um, I actually thought that was very interesting because obviously, thank- thankfully, we live in a world where polyamory is being talked about a lot more and is a yes. lot more accepted. Obviously, there's still got a long way to go. Um, but, I imagine when that play was written in the seven, when it was first written in like the late 60s oh gosh, yeah. that would have been really much more taboo subject mm. yeah. so I thought that was really cool that they explored that and actually again the okay the ability to be confident in your relationship with someone and you don't mind if they're sleeping with other people is that a masculine or feminine trope? oh wow yeah <laughs> or neither it's probably just something. yeah and was Hank trying to fit a heteronormative mm. uh, relationship Mm. in because he's bisexual and he's come from a marriage mm. to a mm. woman maybe. Um, or maybe hank was just more naturally preferred monogamy as a yeah. relationship yes yeah and they just weren't quite compatible in that respect but it was very sweet that they yes. i'll try yes. i'll try too <laughs> and the fact that hank was the first one to actually say i, I love, love you. you i know you know and know. The, to me there was hank and adam were the the two figures who um most displayed masculine typical yeah. masculine traits mm-hmm. yeah but hank was like the positive sides of yeah. masculinity and yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Alan Alan was the, the toxic masculinity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's actually a really good point. You look at two sides of a spectrum. Yeah. And actually with the to- toxicity comes the um, fragility as well. Yes. And yes. they actually go quite hand in hand. They do. There's something you said um, about two minutes ago that mm. I want to sort of explore. Mm-hmm. And it's about this because when you spoke to you, I was talking about mm-hmm. um, redefining or um, yes. earlier in the podcast, uh, masculinity and femininity. Yeah. Um, and we were saying you were trying to sort of ascribe um, characteristics yeah. and adjectives yeah. to masculine femininity. I've just come to my conclusion. Yes, tell me. Is, I think, I think I, I think the terms are. We've just sort of. I think we're what we're agreeing on almost. Uh-huh. I'm just, just testing this now, mm-hmm. having watched this film and having all been enlightened now <laughs> yes, by exactly. two hours of fantastic <laughs> direction by yeah. whoever that director was. Yes. Um, <laughs> the um, the the, uh, the the concept actually is not that I necessarily want to redefine it. I just want to take. I want to remove. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want to add adjectives mm-hmm. to those pools mm-hmm. I want to reduce the number of adjectives yeah. in those pools okay. so more and more of them are just about being a human yeah. mm. and there are fewer things in those buckets because mm-hmm. then we can gradually rip apart mm-hmm. what is this kind of dichotomy of gender yeah. and start just thinking about more mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. yeah I agree I, I completely agree I, yeah. I, I, would, I would love for those words not really to need to be a thing or just to be like self I self-ID'd you yeah know? exactly yeah. oh I am a feminine person with a masculine dress sense and that's how I choose to yeah. describe myself quite yep. you might look exactly the same but describe yourself differently and that's yeah. cool yeah so dissolving the need to label yes exactly yeah. exactly which is I mean labels are useful for finding your tribe mm. but yeah. they're also harmful for pigeonholing you 
Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly, exactly. It's also a lot of hard work to not label. Yeah. Stereotyping yeah. is, there's a reason we do it. Labeling yeah. is the reason we do it. Boxing people means we can we can simplify life. It's fucking complex, yeah, I get exactly. it. Yeah, um, exactly. But it's, this is a damaging thing now, I think, for, yeah. for many people, yeah. so. Yeah, I suppose in general, I, I suppose what I want to, I suppose what I feel is, is like, what whatever you think masculinity is, I know we talk a lot about toxic masculinity and toxic masculinity, the need for that label exists, mm. but masculinity, if it exists at all, <laughs> is not in and of itself toxic. And I think right. it's important to also focus on the fact that there's positive masculinity as well. And there's also positive femininity and actually toxic femininity if we're doing those labels, but actually we shouldn't do any of those labels and just be a good person. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we should, we should definitely in a future episode talk about femininity. We should, shouldn't we? Yeah. Because I've got no clue what I think about femininity. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I really want to investigate that and I think we should get, um, dare I say it, a straight man on the podcast. (gasps) Oh, to talk about um, no to talk about femininity because I would find that fascinating to see mm. to see their take on it a straight man who is quite feminine who identifies as quite feminine Potentially, that'd yes. be interesting yeah. Mm. yeah anyway I think so we'll see we'll see we'll see what, what transpires with that any further notes on the film no I thought it was great though and I you should go it. watch it we need it. to rate it you yes. should go watch it we rate this film eh mm. Mm. Uh, <sighs> <sighs> Four out of five. Hey. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that was great. Sorry, it was cute us saying that. The film it was, was that it was cute. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of cute. <laughs> cute moments. It was cute. Yeah. Well, I believe we've come to the end of our episode M for masculinity. Yes. But first, we would love to thank our amazing guest, Matt, for being on the episode and joining us. Indeed. Um, Matt, uh, I know that you, um, you run a show... I do. So I run uh, Glitter and Titter Cabaret, (laughs) which is the first Friday of every month at the Albany in Great Portland Street. Search for Glitter and Titter (laughs) on uh, Instagram or in your favourite search engine to find our website Mm -hmm. um, and come along. It's a a blast. It's a great show and we have both performed there, me and Raphael, so you might see us there as well, um, either in the audience or on stage. Um, And uh, where can our listeners follow you? Um, so on Instagram, I'm Mattwitch, mm-hmm. M-A-T-T-W-Y-C-H. Awesome. We'll spell that in the notes as well, just in case. Yeah, we'll link to it. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank Brilliant. you so much. Thanks so much for coming thank, on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Very welcome. Well, you listened all the way to the end, so you obviously like what you heard. Don't forget to follow us on all your usual social medias, Twitter, Instagram. We're everywhere at A to Z with men. That's A T O Z with men. And you can also join our Facebook group where you can discuss what you've heard and tell us what you want to hear. That's the best cold read I've ever heard. Literally, and I love the way that you said everywhere like we were some sort of STI. Everywhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> get checked. Get, get, get <laughs> checked. We're get everywhere. Checked. Um, you can actually rate us five stars, only five stars, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, there's actually a video on our Instagram with a lovely Raphael um, uh, does a little instructional video on how to rate us on Spotify, which you can do. And most yes. of our listeners are on Spotify. So do that. Please and, do that. And also tell your friends. Yes. And apparently you can also do it on iTunes um, through clicking several buttons. But yeah, 
I don't know. It's so complex. Um, but do so it if, you, if, but do do that. It. if that's your if, you if that's your bag, uh, do that. Anyway, we're going on our mid yar break now. Uh, gap we're mid yar gap mid gap yar gap yar yar. So please stay tuned for the next episode, um, which will be coming in um, a, a few weeks time, yes. uh, and that's going to be our novel of nymphomania. Yes. yes. Keep an eye on the Instagram for clues as to what it might be about. Indeed. <laughs> um, and indeed. Uh, Until then. Thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening.